The Zone Sports Network is taking you to the movies. This is the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Yep, we're back. Another edition of the Movie Zone here on the Zone Sports Network. I'm Austin Horton here with... It's Johnny Lightfoot. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. You're wearing your mask under your face. It looks like you have a toothache. I do. It hurts down there. <laughs> I'm protecting my throat. Are you? Yes. You, you, you never know when someone might slash your jugular. You never know. No, this, no this, 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 I'm actually starting a new trend. Do you like it? Mm, yeah. You think it's going to catch on? It's called the uh, the, the Nirsk. You know, I even forgot. I totally forgot I had it on. Hold on. Let me fix this. No, you can't keep it on. You've got... <laughs> Okay. okay, there we go. You sound like some of the hosts uh, that are working from home these days. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Guess Gordon's gone for the next rest of the segment. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, here's Johnny Lightfoot. I'm Austin Horton. Thanks for joining us. We've got a, a segment uh, or a show today that is chock full of interesting uh, news and notes. Universal is making some waves. Ooh, are they ever. One of my favorite uh, comic strips of all time is being finally being made into a movie. Ooh. And we'll go down some fan theory wormholes. That can always be really interesting. I love fan theories. I absolutely do, too. And, uh, and I love it when they get it right. And I love it when they get it completely wrong, too. And then you threw out a poll question this week about high school movies. I did. I was just kind of hanging out and... Uh, trying to catch up on some old movies my my girlfriend said have you ever seen mean girls i'm like no you hadn't i hadn't interesting no and so uh i said all right let's watch mean girls but uh we didn't have it at that time and instead we chose easy a oh uh-huh, that's a great movie and i had not seen that either oh, it's a stone I'm, and I'm a stone, stone. Yeah. yeah and then uh, that led into mean girls and and i was just like man there's so which many. one was better uh, I, I think I'm going to go with Easy A. Really? I'll yeah. go with Mean Girls. Yeah, I'm going to go with Easy A. Cool. Well, we'll do that in the second segment, so you can get on Twitter and find us at Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot, and play along with that. And then third segment today, from the archives, going to Shrek. We'll have some news and notes about Shrek. Released uh, this month. What 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 year was Shrek? That was 2001. Wow, 19 years ago this month. Yeah, Incredible. you believe that? Well, I, and uh, by this month, we're... This is the the live episode April 30th, so it was April of 2001. The replay's on Saturday and Sunday, though. That'll be May. It will be May. Correct. And we've got a May release for you next week. Yes, we do. That changed my life. I wonder why. (laughs) We'll tell you about that next (laughs) week. But let's start uh, like where we start every week. I threw out the Sunday night DVD collection poll question. Okay. Where I find a DVD in my collection, throw it up on Twitter, see if people think it's good or bad. And this week, I went with one of my favorite comedies. It's a spoof off off of a Hitchcock movie, The Man Who Knew Too Much. Bill Murray, 1997. You thought it was 80s. It's 97? It's 90s. 1997. Whoa. The Man Who Knew Too Little, starring Bill Murray. Probably my favorite Murray, although that's like picking between kids. Boy, boy that's hard. Yeah. That, there's so many good... I mean, really? More than Stripes? More than yes. Groundhog Day? See, that's where we... And what about Bob? What about Bob? Those are the those are the holy triumphant. Tri- uh, Lost in Translation? Nah. Fine. It's good. Okay. But uh, Kingpin, no thank you. Oh, no! No, it's a funny movie. Oh, okay, not okay. That. It's not my favorite Murray. So uh, uh, dude, his Caddyshack, Ghostbusters, they're all great. You gotta admit, his comb Zombieland? Over. His Zombieland comb is over. awesome. Comb over and Kingpin is, is phenomenal. A- epic. Uh, but the uh, results, good or bad, The Man Who Knew Too Little, 109 votes, 
72.5% say good. A landslide victory. Have you seen The Man Who Knew Too I have. Okay. I have. It's good or bad? I liked it. Yeah. I absolutely liked it. I mean, that spy thing is kind of fun and all in general, <laughs> you know? It's essentially the, the idea of this movie is he visits his rich brother in London who has no time for him. So his brother sends him out <laughs> right. on a murder mystery, pick your own adventure thing where you go around town and he gets mixed up in a real actual murder but mystery. He think, but he thinks it's all a game. Exactly. Yes. It's phenomenal. Yo, matey, you just stabbed me with your pen. <laughs> all right. Uh, there you go. So that's the Sunday night poll question response. Uh, Sunday night DVD collection. The man who knew too little. 72.5% say good. You know, I have not. I've yet to have one that was bad. Really? The results have been close. Okay. But I've like, never like had 50, a bad. Like 50-50? You've never had a negative response? Uh, nope. Wow. No, I've never had an exact 50-50 either, but I've. they've always been good. Some slight margin. Okay. But most have been landslide victories. So I'm pretty proud of my I DVD collection. I think that's collection. great. Just, just don't choose Dune. I don't own Dune. That's good. Good idea. <laughs> Do you own Dune? No, I you saw... seem like the type of guy that would. You know, it's funny. I uh, I was thinking about it the other day, and is I Kevin I was... Bacon in that. Who's uh, in that? Boy, it's been... uh, Sting is. I know that. <laughs> Sting <laughs> is in it. So I was thinking about. I remember seeing that movie in the Fashion Place Mall when they used to have a movie theater. You might not remember this. There used to be a movie theater in the Fashion Place Mall, kind of over in that area where Zara and the Lego store is. I'm a Davis County kid. I, I've right. been to Fashion Place Mall like twice. Okay. Well, those who go there, like myself, I'm a mall rat. Yeah. Right? You will, there used to, There's Zara and the uh, Lego store. There used to be a movie theater over in that area. And I saw Dune there. Now, Dune was a legendary book. I'm sure you knew this, right? Do you know they're remaking it? They have yes. remade it? Yes, I know. Josh it's, Brolin is Yes, that's why it? I'm kind of bringing this up, because okay. I, was, I was thinking about... And I don't like the book. Sorry, I yeah. didn't mean to ignore your No, no, I didn't, I didn't really get into it either, but I said, all right, at that time I didn't like to read, so I'd go see the movie instead. And I went and saw the movie at the Fashion Place Mall, and I walked out. And I was a kid. <laughs> kid walking out of a movie. Uh, yeah, 1984 being remade, has been remade. They're yeah. just waiting to release it. Interesting. I remember Sting. He was hot in the police then. Sting? Why does it not have him on the cast list? Does it say Gordon Sumner's? Uh, no. Francesca Annes, Leonardo Chamino, Brad Dourif, Jose Ferrer, Linda Hunt, Freddie Jones, Richard Jordan. Has there been multiple editions of Dune? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> oh, I really... Um, now, now you got me a searching Duke's for it. A Duke's son leads desert warriors against the yeah. Galactic Emperor and his father's evil nemesis when they assassinate his father and free their desert world from the Emperor's rule. It was uh, written and directed by David Lynch, and it says right here, Sting, in the Wikipedia page. Well, 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 IMDb, you failed me again for the last time. All right, Dune. Yeah, I don't own it, and I probably will not see the new one either. Doesn't seem interesting to me. Patrick Stewart was in it, too. The original? Yes. I'm pretty annoyed by Patrick Stewart these days. Really? You know, you know why? Not not because of his new TV show, Picard. Right? I haven't, no, I haven't watched it. Okay. And I've never okay. been a Star Trek guy. Right. I couldn't tell you too much about Star Trek. Uh, because I watch a lot of YouTube. Okay. And I don't pay for the ad-free YouTube. Me same. And every stinking ad <laughs> is either Patrick Stewart or Meryl Streep telling me about the International Rescue Committee. <laughs> and how they need my money. 
What a racket. <laughs> that reminds me of those dog commercials that you see like on Comedy Central. You know, they play the, the Sarah McLaughlin music. They're really sad and they show the horrible pictures of puppies. Of the I watch them and I turn the channel. My son's now is like, I come in and, and <laughs> we were watching something. I come back, it's a totally different channel. He goes, I said, why'd you change it? They were playing that sad dog commercial <laughs> yeah. again. So, yeah. Is it kind of like that? My college roommate about those commercials said, you can put any song under a picture of a dog and the dog will look like it matches the theme of that song. If you play a sad song, the dog will look sad. If you play uh, Twist and Shout, the dog will look happy. It's just, that's the way dogs are. It's a dog. It's a dog. They're sad, they're happy, you don't know they're dogs. Now, that being said, we hope there's no homeless pets out there. And of course not, but Sarah McLaughlin's songs are pretty sad to begin with. Now, is it McLaughlin or McLaughlin? McLaughlin, I thought. I thought it was McLaughlin. Oh, boy. Now, you're, the, you're in the industry, man. I know. You've probably met her. No, I've never met her. Never actually. met McLaughlin McLaughlin, huh? Hmm. Well, M C L A C H L A N. That's cl- McLaughlin. McLaughlin. You're right. Okay. But she's from Canada. And oh, well, what's that a boot? No one knows that. Well, all the best Canadians come from Canada. They do. That's <laughs> a wise man once said that. Yes. All right, uh, let's bef- let's get into uh, Blake Anderson, president of Megaplex Theaters. He joined DJ and PK on Thursday morning and talked about this incredible food drive, the Driven to Assist food drive that the Jazz, the uh, the Zone, the Megaplex Theaters, the LHM dealerships, uh, the entire LHM group of companies, Smith's Ballpark, were all partaking in this uh, food drive to try and fill up the Utah Food Bank, which is in dire, desperate need of provisions. So Blake Anderson of Megaplex Theaters, he joined DJ and PK to talk about that cause. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. And we are joined now by Blake Anderson. Blake is here to tell us all about an opportunity for you to help the Utah Food Bank. Driven to assist, Blake is the president of LHM Megaplex Theaters. Blake, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me on, guys. No problem. Thanks for coming on. So, uh, driven to assist, explain the campaign. I think uh, people will get some of the logic behind it right away, given given all the headlines we're we're seeing. Yeah, you know, we're pretty excited about this this, uh, opportunity to help out a little bit. You guys know that our mission statement is to enrich lives, and uh, there are a lot of people out there right now who are are suffering uh, and and need a little bit of help, and particularly with food. And you've seen the food lines that, you know, at the Maverick Center, I heard the other day there was over 40,000 people in line. And so the Miller family has, um, true to their character, has come together and uh, we will be uh, using all of our Megaplex theaters as uh, food donation sites uh, across the state of Utah. Uh, and if you bring a, a bag of food to our curbside pickup at any Megaplex theaters between 2 and 6 p.m., we'll give you a free uh, hot buttered large popcorn on us. Sweet, man. I am there. What do you need from me? <laughs> Well, what we'd like is is a bag of food. We're uh, we're considering a bag of food to be about eight cans or similar equivalent. And uh, all you have to do is is show up to any of our megaplex theaters between uh, between those hours and hand our uh, assistants who will be uh, of course uh, social distance and they'll have uh, proper gear, masks, and gloves on. They'll take the food and they'll bring you out a hot buttered uh, popcorn. Well, I don't want to get sidetracked here, but I'm going to tell you right now, when I go to the movies, i got to have my popcorn. 
Yeah, I think everyone's really missed that popcorn, and we're so uh, you know happy that we were able to come up with a way for people to order the popcorn through our website and our curbside pickup. Uh, has just been phenomenally successful. Uh, every night, if you've gone into any of our Megaplex theaters, there's a lineup of cars getting uh, ice-cold uh, drinks and hot butter popcorn to be able to enjoy at home until we can get the theaters back up and running. So you say this is uh, from 2 to 6 p.m. for how long? Yeah, it'll go for the full week. starts today, uh, April 30th through May 6th, every day from 2 to 6. And uh, you can do that. Our dealerships are also participating, uh, as well as the Vivant Smart Home Arena and the ballpark. So really, almost every Larry H. Miller Enterprise will be, will be a pickup stop, and each entity has their own uh, reward. But for the Megaplex theaters, our, our thank you note will be the popcorn. So there's a list of uh, recommended preferred foods. You know, the food bank has lots of different ways to, uh, to acquire food. but They tend to get stuff in bulk. Do not bring garbanzo beans. They're good. <laughs> they have so many garbanzo beans. It's a funny story. But, we get to, but there are other things that they don't necessarily have. And so food drives like this are really good for providing variety. For the, as you mentioned, you know, 40,000 people going through. They can burn through a lot of stuff. So I know peanut butter and chili are up there on the list. You got some other things that people ought to be uh, donating? Any, yeah, any canned meat, like you said, peanut butter, chili, canned meat. Even things like for kids, SpaghettiOs, ravioli, mac and cheese, those, those kind of items go very quick. And they told us there's a, a large need for those uh, kind of items. But, you know, they'll take almost anything. Of course, it, you know, nothing uh, perishable, no refrigerated or uh, breads or things like that. It all has to be uh, have shelf life. But uh, we hope to collect uh, a lot of food for the food pantries to really help people out. Uh, both financially and physically through this this difficult time. So I think, Blake, when people donate stuff, they want to know how it's going to be distributed, how it's going to get to the front line. So what you're saying is they come down to the megaplexes, you'll collect the food, and then you'll give it to the food bank, and that's where it will be distributed. Yes, that's that's correct. PK. We're going right to the food bank. So... Uh, you know, and they do such a, an incredible job that we've uh, we've got barrels in all of our locations, and we'll just continue to fill those uh, barrels and boxes up for them throughout the week, and then they'll bring their food trucks around, and it will go directly to the food bank to help people here in Utah. If you've never taken a tour of the food bank, that warehouse is unbelievably large. And even before all this, they turned it over like every like three weeks. Everything that is in this massive warehouse gets moved out to the partner agencies like, you know, Ronald McDonald House. We work with that. But then also all these pantries around the state. So whatever you bring, they, they can use. There's no doubt about that. That warehouse is massive. The first time I heard they turned that over every three weeks, I couldn't believe it. That's a lot of food. Yeah, you're correct. And I think it's even more now. I was yeah, speaking with sure. Heidi over at the food bank, and, and and she was saying that never before has there been such a need. Uh, people who never even had heard of the food bank or ha- had any uh, reason to go there now are in desperate need. So this is a real uh, a real need now. And if we can if we can have our, our guests and our, our team members and everybody just participate and bring food in, if everybody does a little, we can make a huge difference. 
You know, there's so many people in the uh, in the service sector and in the tourism sector that uh, have lost their jobs because we just we can't travel, we can't interact, we can't you know go to games, go to concerts, go to movies, that kind of stuff. And so I'm I'm curious, and you probably can't answer a lot of these questions, but you're probably trying to answer some of them. The movies, just as an example of one of those things where you know everything changed instantly. So are you trying to come up with plans when the theaters open? what it'll look like as far as how many people you can put in a theater and how you space out concession lines. Are you guys already working on that kind of stuff, I assume? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you asking. Yeah, we have our team on daily, uh, both uh, in our theaters, uh, you know, installing everything that we need to do to keep people properly uh, social distance. You know, to answer your question, it looks like we'll probably open at about 25% capacity. Of course, we'll have our concession lines and, and all spread out for six feet distance, kind of like you see in the in the stores that we're able to attend now. And uh, hopefully, you know, within the next month or so, we'll be able to open back up and invite people back into Megaplex theaters. I know so many people miss the movies. Oh, for sure. Yeah. When you think about it, you know, you hear about the sports and the concerts. And I've heard some artists as far as uh, musical people saying, man, that first show back, it's going to be unbelievable. And, you know, we'll make a big deal when the sports comes back. But I'm also thinking the day-to-day stuff, those are like special events. But movies are day-to-day. And so that's going to actually be a significant advancement in where we are once those theaters get to open. It really is. It's part of our culture. I mean, we can all think of where we were when, you know, we were with our dates or when we watched our kids experience their first Disney movie or, uh, you know, uh, there's so many memories that we all have and part of our uh, fabric of our life is our movie theaters. And we're working closely with our studio partners to to bring in, you know, I think we'll, we'll actually, the, the new releases will come out in July, but we're, we're hoping to open before then and bring in some classics, bring back some of the things we played when we closed uh, kind of warm up to, uh, you know, regular business, and uh, it should be kind of exciting. We're certainly getting ready. Our team's working very hard to make sure the theaters are, are all in tip-top shape. We've installed some new uh, laser projectors and some sound and done some neat things in our lobbies. So we're excited to be back in business, that's for sure. Yeah, those those moments in life, the first time you go to the movies with your wife, who you're then just dating, and you find out she doesn't want the popcorn, she wants red vines. <laughs> What? What is wrong with red vines? Yeah, red vines are milk duds. What? So the movies, you get popcorn and then maybe a soda, but not too big a soda, because, you know, you don't want to miss the middle of the movie. That's nothing like it, right? Exactly. All my kids actually use the red vines as straws as well, so there's a little (laughs) secret there. (laughs) There it is. All right, well, Blake, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for coming on. And uh, Driven to Assist, this is your chance to... uh, Help the Utah Food Bank out. Make a donation uh, April 30, that's today, uh, through Wednesday, May 6th. Uh, not, not on Sunday, but any other days. Any Larry H. Miller, you got 22 Larry H. Miller dealerships you can go to, 13 Megaplex Theaters, the Park Place by Vivint Smart Home Arena, and the North Lot at Smith's Ballpark. And they're looking for peanut butter, mac and cheese, chili, SpaghettiOs, raviolis, canned fruits, and all the canned meats, tuna, chicken, or beef. Blake, we appreciate you. Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Let's do a little bit and help a lot.
There you go, Blake Anderson, president of Megaplex Theaters, giving you some news and notes about the uh, Driven to Assist food drive, April 30th through May 6th. Uh, drop off your uh, non-perishable canned goods at uh, any Megaplex Theater at Smith's Ballpark, uh, any LHM dealership, an incredible cause. And then some news and notes about the theater there. That's good stuff. Good well, stuff there. One other thing to drop is it's very important to do this, even if it's just a single can. Yeah. Any 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 amount of donation really helps out and it it goes quite a long way surprisingly. Yeah. So whatever you can to know to donate, <laughs> can I speak mm-hmm. today? <laughs> whatever you can to donate, please do because it it makes a big difference. Yep, for sure. All right, so there you go, Blake Anderson, president of Megaplex Theaters. Uh coming up next, we'll give you some news and notes from Hollywood, including one of my favorite comic strips being made into a movie finally. Peanuts? No, not that. Beetle, hate, Beetle I, Bailey? I liked Beetle Bailey. Didn't care for Peanuts too much. Yeah, Beetle Bailey was good. Uh, Do you ever read Pickles? Pickles was a good no. one. The Old Man and the Old Lady? Like, yes, yes, yes. Uh, what about, uh, of course, uh, Mother Goose and Grimm was a good one for me, too. <laughs> I liked that one. You know, they still do that. They still do. The Funnies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do yeah, they? Yeah, yep. Is that what Gordon does for them? No, Gordon's not a cartoonist. Oh, okay. I wasn't so sure. So that uh, Universal in uh, Controversy... Around the world, this is that's going to be interesting, and we'll dive into some fan theories. Also, the poll question of the week, all coming up next in a action-packed segment two here on the Movie Zone. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds, Lawrence. You're locked on to the Movie Zone. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. Segment two here on the Movie Zone this week. Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot with you. And Johnny, you picked soundtrack of the week. What is this? I did. I went with Batman from 1989, or more people may know it as the Michael Keaton years of Batman. The first one. Right. Yeah. The first one. Not... not Tim uh, Burton. Tim Burton. Correct. And the soundtrack is uh, Prince, who did six... Maybe seven songs, original new songs for that movie. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. It's classic, man. It's it's great print stuff. I like this. I like this. All right. It's groovy, right? This is when uh, the Joker's painting, isn't it? Yes, part yeah. of that's in there. And the other reason I threw it in, because it kind of ties into the sports side of things, if that song, this song uh, was used in The Last Dance in the Michael Jordan, I believe it was in episode two in that documentary. Okay. You've been watching that documentary? I have been. I, I like it. I've been uh, forcing myself to watch it. Now, why do you think all their eyes are red? <laughs> Interesting, huh? They're aliens. That's why. Yeah, aliens. Michael yeah. Jordan's an alien. And it was a flu game, yeah, <laughs> for sure. All right, uh, well, before we get to our poll question of the week, I wanted to give you some news and notes that are happening out there in the world of Hollywood. Real quick, just kind of a fun thing. Did you ever uh, read the comic strip in Mad Magazine, Spy vs. Spy? I loved it. The, the and black I say spy, read. the white spy. I say read. There was There's no, no words. It yeah. was just They would just do stuff and blow each other up. It was, it was incredible. Very, very wily Coyote, wasn't it? Yes. And it, was, it was incredibly clever. Yes. Well, this movie has been long rumored to be being uh, made. Uh, 2011 is the first I heard of this thing. Ron Howard was attached to it. Uh, well, Ron Howard and Brian Grazer will produce for Imagine which will put together a, directed by Ross and Marshall Thurber, will put together a spy versus spy movie finally. They're finally going to get done. No word on who will play what spy, but uh, who, would you, who would you think would be good to play spy in spy versus spy? Or is it going to be a cartoon? I don't think it'll be cartoon. I think it's going to be live action. I fact, hope it's, it, live yep, action. it's live action. It is live action? Live okay. action yep. I would say Jim Carrey. 
Jim Carrey would be good. Because, you know, you need that kind of wacky guy like Jim Carrey. Maybe maybe vintage, uh, oh, I'm spacing now on his name. Uh, semi-pro, Will Ferrell. Thank you, Will Ferrell. Oh, no. No? He'll, he'll, he'll make it too gamey. You think so? I don't so? want that. Okay. Jim Carrey is a good enough actor. He can make that make that work. And, you know, he just had that, uh, you know, he did the role in Sonic. You know, he's kind of coming back. Dr. Robotnik. So I, I think he would be great, but okay. I'm curious. I wonder if they're going to make it, you know, the, the the outfits that they wore in the comics, you know, the good versus the bad spy. You yeah, never really the trench knew. coat and the hat. Yeah. You never knew which one was good and which one was bad. That's right, yeah. You know? Well, they're both bad. They're both evil. Right, well, they're spies. <laughs> so if Jim Carrey's one, I like that cast uh, decision, Jim Carrey. I, for some reason, I don't know how they would work together, but for some reason, I think Matthew Broderick would be really good. Really? As one of the, as one of the spies. Ooh, interesting. And maybe it's because I'm picturing him as Inspector Gadget he, in the trench coat. Maybe that's what's in my mind. He was good. He was good as Inspector Gadget. Now, I wouldn't cast him and Jim Carrey together, though. Although, maybe. They might be maybe. opposite enough that that would work, but... Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. W- w- which spy would you put him as? Uh, Matthew Broderick would be the white spy. White spy. And uh, but do you know who else would be really good? Dom Gleason. <laughs> really? Uh, or or Tom Hardy. Tom, Tom Hardy, Hardy would, would be great. Tom Hardy, which is interesting, you bring that up because if you remember back, I uh, I said I think they already did a movie about this, but they didn't. They just used the tagline "Spy versus Spy." Yeah, and it was Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, Chris Pine, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. That'll be coming down the pipeline, which is very exciting. To what me. about uh, what about uh, the other guy from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? The other Chris. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. He'd be good. Is that? Yeah, he'd be good. Think he would work well with Carrie? Oh yeah. Oh, they'd be brilliant together. Right there. We did it. Yeah. You're welcome, Ron Howard. Here's your cast. There it Jim is. Jim Carrey, Chris Pratt. Get a lot of money. Make it happen. And with Ron Howard being involved, I wouldn't be surprised if Jim Carrey is. Of course, you know, those two paired up for The Grinch. Yes, true. Yep. And it was a huge success. Indeed. Uh, Universal Studios. They did the old uh, Troll World Tour on-demand release. Yeah, this is interesting. And the CEO made some comments saying they plan on doing this all the time now. Even when theaters uh, are reopened, they plan on offering in the theater and at home on-demand versions of their movies the first week they're released. Okay, so that, that was going to be my question to you. Uh, so they're, they are going to do both? That's what, he has, that's what he originally claimed. Since he claimed that... AMC, the largest uh, movie theater uh, chain in the country, ha- said they're banning all Universal oh, movies. Man. They will never show a new Universal movie again. Wow. Which, at first I was like, okay, well, Universal will just go to the theater across town and be fine. Sure, but, I mean, that's Which a statement. Which, it would work here, great. Because right. here we got all the megaplexes. They outnumber the other theaters. Across the country, that's bad news for Universal. I agree, and I don't know if it's a good move or a bad move. Well, they kind of backed off it. I would think so. Universal kind of backed off and said, we're just considering it. Mm. To which AMC said, well, not good enough. So as of right now, I mean, this is all threats, but (laughs) as of right now, AMC will never show another Universal movie. So they really upset AMC, apparently, by this. Apparently so. And, you know, there is something to be said about the dying art of being in a theater for a big movie. Well, yeah. I mean, Trolls World Tour, I can take that at home. Right. But Star Wars, 
I want that in the movie theater. I want most films in the movie theater. I mean, I have a great TV system and a nice sound system, well, but well, it's well. not. It's not the theater. Right. You know, it's not that surround sound awesomeness. And yes, you can go out and get it and put it in your house if you want to, and that's great. But still, I like the experience of going out, not being in my home, going to a movie theater, listening to the guy next to me chew his popcorn really loud, and uh, and watch a movie. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. So most, uh, you're, that's well said. Most movies, you got to see them in the theater. I, so if I, if I really want to see a movie, I want to see it in the theater. Now I there's agree. some I can say, like you said, Trolls World Tour. It can watch at home. Yeah, Land Before Time '62. <sighs> we'll take that on demand. Yeah. Well, I take a nap and my child watches it. Hasn't the asteroid hit yet in that no, series? Please, come on. <sighs> that, that series has been around longer than the dinosaurs actually were. It around. came around when I was a kid. That's right. And that ser- was, I'm serious. What, 72 years ago? Huh? Easily. <laughs> but, you know, let's be honest. The original Land Before Time was awesome. How about uh, some fan theories real quick before okay. we get to the poll question of the week? Let's do it. Uh, this is just a couple I saw this week as I was perusing the interwebs. Did you see the movie Tag? The, the group yes, of friends. Oh, yes. It's funny. Yes. Great movie. It made me want to do it. Well, uh, yeah, I agree. You know? Jeremy Renner is in that. Yes, he is. And this fan theory is that in the movie Tag, Jeremy Renner's character, Jerry, is Hawkeye on vacation from the Avengers. Oh. Because you never really know what Jeremy Renner's character does for a living no, in that movie. No, and he's awfully nimble. <laughs> Although that was based on a true story. It was based Avengers, on a true story. Spoiler alert, hey, is not. What? What? <laughs> Are you sure? I'm sure you've heard this one. Toby is the Scranton Strangler in the office. Yes. Yeah, that and that uh-huh. that, that lines up. Uh, how about Jack was actually just a figment of Rose's imagination in Titanic? Ooh. Really? She was just going a little nuts. I like that movie, but uh, I know a lot of people didn't. I remember it was really long, but uh, I guess maybe it could work. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, the Flintstones and the Jetsons take place in the same era. I'm not even buying that one. No way. There's no way that they're riding around on brontosaurus doing construction work and flying cars at the same time. No, it's the same era. Not They could be different planets. Oh. Oh. Right? I yes. guess I always assumed yeah. they took place on Earth. I mean, they're drawn by the same artist, to clear. Well, Hanna-Barbera cartoons. But. We should ask. Uh, Jan's assistant, Hunter... <laughs> Was the real father of her baby on The Office? Wait. Are you a fan of The Office? I, I am, but not huge. So no. Say, Late, say that again. In, in a later season, Jan comes back with a, a baby that she was artificially. She she went to a lab. And, okay. And the the theory here is that uh, that her assistant Hunter actually fathered that child. Ooh, scandal! But she made it up that it was scandal. artificial insemination. Scandal. Doctor Claw was the original gadget in Inspector Gadget. I like that. Guy that you only see his claw, petting the cat. Yeah. Uh, the Joker in the Dark Knight is a former black ops soldier who went insane. See, now that's interesting. It's like, because there's so many Jokers out there, even in, in film world. So that could very well be. Uh, and then finally this, the Blair Witch didn't actually exist in the Blair Witch Project. What? Says the Blair Witch itself was never real. It was all an elaborate ruse cooked up by Mike and Josh to lure Heather out into the woods, get her scared and lost, lead her over to the witch house, and then kill her. Ooh. I only included that one because I've never seen the Blair Witch. Oh, you haven't? I'm not horror movie guy. Oh, right, 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 right. I refuse, but I know you've seen it 17 times. I remember seeing that, and do you remember the whole tagline? The internet was fresh at this time. Right? Okay. And the whole thing was, this really happened, and this is the footage we found. 
I it was I think I was in sixth or seventh grade when it came out, and I remember that was the the, the premise behind yeah, it. That was the whole premise. And I think I was in my twenties because I had never seen it before. I was before it dawned on me that oh that wasn't real. Like I'd never because I'd never seen it and I'd never sure. talked to anyone that's it. I just it just in fact I think it was because I watched Paranormal Activity. <laughs> Those are real. And went wait a second this is the same thing as Blair Witch. It is. It is. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, it's the same thing. But I thought that was really cool. They even built a website. I mean, they went the full Monty on it. You know, and did everything. <laughs> it was great. All right, our poll question of the week on Twitter at Austin Horton at Johnny Lightfoot. You threw this out there just randomly, and I grabbed it and made it the poll question of the week. Well, thank you. you uh, you're into high school-themed movies these days. Well, you know, with the the whole thing going on with all the high school students and uh, not really having graduation, I thought, oh, I'm going to kind of throw a little thing out there for them and watch some high school movies. And uh, it, yeah, and I, I started with these, and I loved them. All right, well, I've got my own list oh. of my favorite high school-themed or based movies. We'll okay. get to that in a moment, but let's get to the uh, Twitter peoples, the listeners' responses. Your favorite uh, high school movies. Uh, Jason says, I'm quite a bit older, but I love The Breakfast Club. I'm with him 100% on that. We were just talking about The Breakfast Club, weren't we? Yes, and we were. And how that iconic scene was completely ad-libbed. Yeah. Where he talks about having the gun in his locker. and No, that wasn't us. Oh, it wasn't? No, I don't know. Oh, no, who we, was I talking to about that? We were we were talking about The Breakfast Club, but I think it was off air just how it's such an iconic and all those group of characters, you know, known as the Brat Pack back yeah, then, yeah. how they became massive stars throughout the 80s. Uh, uh, let's see. You you and him had a epic back and forth, you and yes, Jason. Yes, we did. Uh, Teresa said Grease, your favorite. Uh, <laughs> good choice. Sandy went with 16 Candles, a great answer. Another John Hughes. Bucky says Brick. I've never seen Brick. brick. I don't brick. even know what Brick is. I don't know what Brick is either. Sorry, Bucky. Jeff, with a good answer, Can't Hardly Wait. Yes. That's a terrific high school movie. Was that the Freddie Prince Jr. bacon yeah. cheeseburger movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Trent, Back to the Future. Well, hello. That's definitely a high school yes. uh, uh, movie. Teresa, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> Classic. Bill and, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. John, with a new one, Book Smart was incredible Ooh. came out just last year yeah. it was it was good yes uh, a couple more fast times at Ridgemont High Mark with Red Dawn now that's interesting I would I never thought of that as a high school movie but well, absolutely they were, they were high school students right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Wolverines yeah uh, uh, Devin says Clueless yeah oh hello and Kathleen goes with American Pie and, and an oldie but goodie Porky's somebody <laughs> kids in the 80s came of age watching porkies at the theater i did uh all right so there you go that's uh, the the poll listeners or the listeners uh, poll question responses i jotted down a quick list of high school movies okay i, I can't wait to hear this now i don't know how many i did three six nine twelve fifteen wow see now last week i dominated so it's your turn to dominate uh, i wrote 16 candles okay. as mentioned good some kind of wonderful mm. come on now mean girls yes Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes, that is that high is school. Definitely a high school. That movie. is Clueless, as mentioned. Breakfast Club, as mentioned. Better Off Dead. Ooh, John Cusack. Yes. Uh, how about Love and Basketball? Wow, you're really now, pull, you're pulling out the archive there for that. Now that's a top ten movie for me. Yeah, and it's not all high school. That was late nineties and early nineties. You, was it early? Nah, maybe maybe late 90s. Yeah, yeah. probably 99, 2000. Did, and she ended up, spoiler, but she ended up in the NBA, right? WNBA. Right, but yeah. was it WNBA at that time? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, it, it, was a, it was just new. 
just new. So WNBA has been around since the mid '90s. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Uh, then uh, Friday Night Lights. Ooh, football. Much better than the TV show. Yes. Uh, Dead Poet Society. Robin Williams. Hoosiers. Yeah. Twenty One Jump Street. Do you like Twenty One Jump Street? Are we? Are you talking TV or movies? Movie. Twenty One Jump Street with uh, with Channing Tatum and yeah. Jonah Hill. Love. Love that movie. I, I can see that. Oh, it's so funny. I, is that high? Oh, guys say this because they have to go yeah. back to high school. Yeah, right. And along those lines, never been kissed. Yep. That was Drew, uh, Drew, yeah. And then Back to the Future. And then this last one, I can't believe no one said this one on our poll question, but Juno. Wow. Ellen Page and uh, Michael Sarah. Yes. Now, that wasn't really, Simmons. that really, it's a movie about high school, but it was never like, most of them were talking about are comedies. Let's be honest. Yeah. Most of them are. Hoosiers, yeah. not necessarily, but that was kind of a darker Love and movie. basketball, yeah, not, but yeah. that was kind of a society. Yeah. That was kind of a darker movie. Juno, yeah, no, it was yeah. not. It was real, is what it was. Maybe, maybe that's what I'm referring to as being <laughs> darker, because you think about most high school movies, they're they're light and funny and cluelessy. You know, ah, yeah, yep, you know what exactly. I mean. So, all right, we'll take a break. Our final break. We'll come back on the other side and we'll get in the time machine and go back to the archives, talking about an irreverent animation that turned the animation world on its head it dared stand up to disney's clean cut act and change things in the movie world talk about (laughs) it next here on the movie zone you're locked on to the movie zone on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network Final segment here on the Movie Zone this week. He's Johnny Lightfoot. I'm Austin Horton, and it's time to go to the archives. This week, we're going to the year 2001. Mm. DreamWorks saved the franchise for DreamWorks, saved the studio for DreamWorks. Did it ever. Uh, Shrek. Yes. Everyone's favorite ogre and fairy tale cartoon, Shrek. We're going back to the archives. Johnny, what can you tell me about Shrek? Well, Shrek was obviously a 2001 release by DreamWorks Animation. Um, Obviously, 2001 was a very strange year for everyone. And uh, I think this really brought people back to a little bit of norm when Shrek came out. Because it's comedy-based. Yeah. It's it's a children's film that is extremely adult. A lot of it. Uh, Gross USA was $260 million. Wow. I know. And Gross World... Was four hundred and eighty-four million. Oh wow! Now it was based on a book. Did you know that? I did. Yeah. By Ted Elliott, and uh, of course features Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz, John Lithgow, who I absolutely love, and directed by Andrew Adamson and Vicky Jensen. Okay. Don't know who they are. Who? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I think is really cool about this movie is uh, it won an Oscar. For what? Best Animated Feature. Okay, that makes sense. Yes. But it was also nominated for 60 other things and won 38 throughout all, you know, the Golden Globes, the AFIs and all that. But it had 60 noms and 38 wins. Wow. That says a lot. It only lost 22 times. Right. That's incredible. Yes. Uh, Nick Cage turned down the lead role. Yeah. He was asked to be Shrek, and he said, I don't want to play an ogre. Well, do you know who it was originally written for? I do. Yes. Chris Farley. That's right. And he shot 90% of the dialogue. I know. Recorded, I should say, 90% of the dialogue, and then he passed away, and they went with 
Is that not right? That is right. And they went with uh, Mike Myers. Now, here's something interesting is I think it was 2013 that footage of Farley playing Shrek was was uh, leaked. And yeah, available. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Is it good? Yeah, it's great. Uh, Mike Myers originally just read the thing straight. Yes, he did. And they didn't like it and they were going to fire him. <laughs> and he said, let me try something. And he put the uh, Scottish accent in. Yes. And uh, it worked. Do you know where he got the idea for the Scottish accent? So I married an axe murderer? True. But uh, so it was originally, he, as you mentioned, he originally voiced it in his natural speaking voice. Okay. And uh, he went in and re-recorded the entire movie in the Scottish accent, which was based on the voice of his mother. Oh, really? When she would read him bedtime stories. She would read him in that Scottish accent. Really? Yes. And that's wow. where he, he pulled that up from. Other cast decisions. Steven Spielberg wanted Bill Murray and Steve Martin to play Shrek and Donkey. Wow. Uh, I did not know Steven Spielberg, Spielberg was attached to this film, but uh, there you go. Neither did he. <laughs> <laughs> the you producer's kids are what finally got Shrek a green light. Smart. Uh, John Williams Tykes, a kindergarten and a preschool, brought Shrek to their producer father's attention. It was a children's book, as you mentioned. Yes. And he said, he said I think we can make this into something. Well, not only did they make it into something, it was a video game and it was a play. Really? Yes, there's a there was a play that came out in I gotta find it here. Let me see. I think uh, 2008. It was adapted into a stage musical. Wow! I know. How cool is that? Well, I've seen it. I've seen the musical. I thought yeah. you meant it was a play before it was a no, 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 yeah. no, no. No, it's a great musical. Wonderful. Now, did you, this is something I find really interesting. Principal actors never met and read all their parts separately. What? Yeah. Wow. So Shrek and Donkey were not in the same room reading those lines bouncing off each other so they were they read them separately and uh there was a reader feeding them the lines and they just reacted to what they said john lithgow by the way swore he would never play a short person <laughs> but when he read the script said fine i have to i can't pass it off. i love how they made him look like tall at first <laughs> and then he gets off the gets off the horse I love it. Uh, the The movie saved DreamWorks in 2007. Uh, the studio said Shrek not only saved the company financially, but it gave DreamWorks Animation an image that allowed them to make Madagascar, Kung Fu Panda, How yeah. to Train Your Dragon franchises. And not to mention the rest of the Shrek franchise. Yeah, there are two, two spinoffs and a prequel. Right. So four four total movies. It was huge for DreamWorks. Now, you, did you know Shrek has his own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? What? Yeah. yeah. Well, what about Princess Fiona? What about Lord Farquaad? What about Donkey? Just Shrek. What about Gingerbread Man? Gingy. What about Pinocchio? Nope. Stupid. But that's what that's the one thing I love about Shrek is they combined it everyone. They even took Disney movies and threw them into the Shrek thing. You know, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yeah. Rob, so, yeah. So much so that they actually, before releasing it, decided let's check our T's and cross our eyes here. Oh and yeah. I said that on purpose that way. Yes. They welcomed in Disney's lawyer lawyers. Oh. To screen the movie. Really? So that they said, all right, screen this movie and tell us where you would sue us and how and why so that we can get it out of the movie. Wow. And so that's that's how they got away with it. And up till then, this is the first cartoon I remember making it so big, like a Disney mm -hmm. uh, big box office return, that was not Disney clean cut, no. princess in distress, prince comes to rescue her. That was not the, the formula that you see these cartoon nope. Disney fairy tales. Nope. And DreamWorks was dared stood up to Disney and say, we're going to do it irreverently. And it blew them away to the point where now you see Disney doing similar stuff. They take that kind of adult humor and put it in as well. Yep. Now, I think it's really interesting that uh, they didn't get in trouble for using Prince Charming. 
which was obviously Shrek 2. Right. But Prince Charming is the bad guy. Yeah. Not yeah, yeah. the glossy... I've always thought that Prince Charming was a scumbag in some way, shape, or form. Now, some of the things off the soundtrack I find really interesting. Um, everyone, of course, is familiar with Smash Mouth's All-Star. Sure. Which was not originally supposed to be in the movie. It was just as a holding place for a song they were going to use, and it ended up doing so well that they kept that. Really? Yes. Hmm. Now, um, some of the other uh, songs in there, of course is a Hallelujah by mm-hmm. Leonard Cohen, mm-hmm. which uh, it was Ruf, Rufus who did it, but uh, Leonard Cohen's the original writer. Now, I'm a believer. Mm-hmm. The Monkees? Yes, but who wrote it? John Lennon. Neil Diamond. Oh, did he really? Neil Diamond wrote the song, <laughs> I'm a Believer. And then, of course, at the very end, it was reprise, reprise version of Eddie Murphy singing it as the credits were I believe, I believe, I yes. believe, I believe. Yeah. Now, and did you know there's an after It's my favorite sing- version. Of course. I like it better, too. And but, the sing-along later is pretty yes, good, Yes, that's what I was going to say, yeah. the after, after scene. Yep, for sure. All right, so there you go. From the archives, 19 years ago wow. this month, Shrek hit theaters. You're kind Incredible. of like Shrek, aren't you? I'm kind of like Shrek. Yeah, you kind of... I got layers. You got layers. You're like an onion. I like I like to look intimidating, but on the inside, I'm a soft pudding. Yeah. So, so really quick, who made the line more famous? Babe, that'll do, pig? Or Shrek, <laughs> that'll do, donkey? Uh, probably Shrek. I think it's Shrek, made too. Made so much more money. Yep. But they just flat out stole that oh, from you, Babe. Yeah, think? <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's Johnny Lightfoot. I'm Austin Horton. That does it for this week's edition of The Movie Zone. Our thanks to Blake Anderson, who joined DJ and PK, president of Megaplex Theaters. If you missed that interview, check it out at 1280thezone.com. Make sure you donate to the uh, Utah Food Bank Driven to Assist Food Drive with the LHM Group of Companies. You can see all that info on our website as well, 1280thezone.com. Have a good week, Johnny. You too, brother. See you. He's Johnny. I'm Austin. We'll see you next week on The Movie Zone.